You know, Drew, I do have something to say about the Super Bowl. What do you have to say? Isn't it ironic, on this, the day of the Super Bowl, we have two titans walking into the arena, consoles and PC. Let them fight. (laughs) Let them fight. Hello, strangers on the internet, looking down into cupped hands at your hard-earned elixir of life. Welcome to Nitwig, the podcast about friends, video games, and occasionally candles. This week, we enter the fray of one of gaming's great wars, consoles and their PC counterparts. Lots of emotions to come, lots of tears, and lots of blood. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Andrew Facciano, and an internet message board that I visited quite often during my childhood was Game Talk, which uh, is very on brand for me because it was a forum no longer existing that was all about talking about video games and occasionally teenage angst. And that's what I got. I don't even know what it is. Wow. I have never heard of Game Talk. Never heard of you Game never heard Talk of Game Talk Never? Really? It was like my No, jam. what year are we talking, dude? We're talking like, we talking like 2000, I don't know, five? It's actually gone now. Like I tried wow. looking it up and like, it, it wasn't even archived is the problem. Like I can't Google the old conversations. They're just gone. It was it's not even started. Wow, that's... You well, gotta wonder. I think we need, we gotta get in the way back machine. The way back. Yeah, machine. I was gonna say you gotta wonder. Did it even ever exist? It did. It did, and here's why: because there was like a whole thing where people were trying to bring it back, and then the guy who did it was like, "I don't have the money, and I ain't gonna do it." And then no one else manned up and did it, and now it doesn't exist. And how are you? I'm Drew. Someone else, please talk about the internet for a minute. Hey there, everybody. My name's Adam. Uh, and an image board or forum that I used to go to was. I used to troll around Newgrounds for a while, mm-hmm. um, back in the day, and that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I never posted, but I lurked there a lot. You know, I, I lurked there a lot, too. Were you hip to the, like, the Vote 5 memes and all that stuff? Cause maybe... Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I especially like the reviews people used to give, like, different Flash animations of, Wow, the animation is terrible. I can't beat this game you made. Five out of five. Perfect. <laughs> Masterpiece. It's like... <laughs> I don't think you guys know how rating works, but okay. Oh my god. Oh, that's right. That's right. I just I distinctly remember reading one review or like I was about to post a review because it was somebody's fan-made Metroid Flash game mm-hmm. that was supposed to be like a sequel to Super Metroid. Oh. Oh, it was the worst thing in the world. Looking back on it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who are All you right. third person? Hi, I'm third person, also known as Zach. And the internet board I most associate with my childhood would be Gaia Online. Mm. That's a pretty good one, yeah. I spent, and I I mostly lurked on that site, but I also spent a good amount of time in a place called Barton Town, mm-hmm. uh, which was where the role players went. Ah, hmm. very on and, brand as uh, well. And people yeah. pretended to be, you know, it's where you go to role play, and I would go role play. Um, with all the people who wanted to be magical boys and magical girls, and the people Fantastic, who, wanted be, awesome. who wanted to be dark edge of werewolves, who could control themselves, but not always. How does it compare to Final and Fantasy wow, fourteen past. online, Zach? And wait, wait, and finally, and this might still be on brand, it is also the place where a very, very common rule was, don't make an overpowered character. Nobody likes shit. Nobody will like you if you do this. Hmm, I see. So... How many overpowered characters did you make? 
And what, what was your question, Drew? Oh, I was just going to ask how it compares to um, Final Fantasy Online, because I feel like there's probably a lot of overlap between oh, there the is. types. You have I feel no like it's idea. the natural evolution. Like, I don't think... I feel like it's it's a lot easier to just like play like a regular character, but you get the same sort of role play kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, although, and like on like here here's a wonderful fucking comparison. So when I was like a kid, one of the more common ones, and it had to get like thrown onto a subboard because it was clogging up the main board, was I kid you not, slave role playing. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> like. <laughs> We learned a lot about I, Zach like, tonight. Not. That was one of the most common. Why? Well, like, I never, I never role played them because I always felt really uncomfortable with it. I was just like, "This is weird." Were you um, like, were they role play like slaves or were they playing slave masters? When both. Was... We're doing oh. both. Oh god! You go in as one and you go in as the other, and then you'd like. I don't All know. right, you know what? I'm making an executive decision. I'm going to take the talking stick from Zach. Yeah. No more talk about <laughs> slave just, role play. No, but Drew? I mentioned. Okay, but I mentioned this because like. I was talking to some people who do role playing in in fourteen, and the exact same sort of shenanigans is happening there in some okay. spaces. And I'm just well, like, why, Zach. why, why? <laughs> Somehow Zach got the talking stick back for me, but I'm handing it to Drew. Drew, you Drew, take this please. conversation Drew, somewhere. Drew, run, go, <laughs> take well, it everyone, away. Um, war never changes uh, until it oh, does. <laughs> Um, we're here to talk about um, console versus PC in a slightly less aggressive meme way, though many memes have mm-hmm. been spawned over this very issue. Today, people play mm-hmm. video games. A lot of people play them on consoles at home. A lot of people play them on computers. And um, some might even argue it's all computers. What are you even talking about, you corporate slaves? In any case, <gasps> we're here to talk about that. And if you'll grab my hands and come along, we can have this adventure as... As a, as a team. <laughs> so that's okay, what we're well, doing. Now that we're... And um, to open things up, our first question is, we're going to start with console, then we're going to go to PC, then we're going to do some comparisons. So, fellas, um, describe your experience with console gaming. Um, maybe tell us about the consoles you've owned, what you thought about them, which ones you liked. That kind of jam. Uh, who mm. would like to go first? Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. My hand's raised first. Okay. Okay, oh. okay, okay. Uh, experience with consoles. So I've primarily been a console gamer for a while. Um, uh, the very first ga- uh, game console I got was a N64. I got that as a Christmas gift one year, and I think it was supposed to be a gift for the family. But instead, I kind of just inherited it because, mm-hmm. like, you know, nobody else wanted to play it. Or did they? And maybe I was just using it too much. Mm-hmm. Either way. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of how I started. That was uh, my first big foray into video games. And... Uh, for quite a while, I, I just didn't have a gaming PC, so it was I usually played on consoles. So I had like all of the uh, I mostly did like a split between the Nintendo consoles and the PlayStation consoles, just because um, I think I had a I think it was I got an SD4, and then a friend of mine showed me like Metal Gear Solid on like the PlayStation. Mm. I was like, oh, I want that. I want to play that. I want. I wish I could get a PlayStation, uh, but I never did. And I think the game that actually convinced me to get on the PlayStation like line was Kingdom Hearts One. Because I really wanted to play that, and then I got a PS2 to play it. I see. Um, so that's been my kind of experience with with consoles. I, I know there was a a sub question as to what games thrive on a console, but I'll we'll come back around to that because that's just but that's been my uh, basic gist with uh, consoles in general. Cool, yeah, cool. Man. And yeah. might I say, Kingdom Hearts has a gateway drug to PS2. Nice choice. Nice choice. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. 
It was That's the real one. It was a hardcore in entry drug, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh my gracious. Zach, oh, you uh you got some experience with consoles? I think you might. Yeah, I do. I have I have extensive experience with consoles. Um mm-hmm. I remember when I was very young, um I think my parents got me and my brother a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That's wow. a good start. And we played like the duck hunt on it. The duck mm-hmm. hunt? Uh, yeah, until we broke it. What? It's uh, very important you see. What happened? <laughs> well, we pulled on the con- like the, con- the 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 console was sitting on a raised ledge. Uh-huh. And we pulled on the controllers. Mm. And so we and then it, it, and off it fell off and, and it fell and broke. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I forget this was the time when wireless wasn't like the standard. My goodness. Yeah. So it fell and <laughs> it broke. And so our parents uh so me and my brother, our parents got us uh an N sixty four to replace the Super Nintendo. Uh it's quite an upgrade, honestly. Just sort of just it was yeah, exactly. It was just sort of a happy accident. Um, <laughs> it was a it was a calculated hit is what it sounds while, like. <laughs> um until um until we were a little bit older and basically my brother got a PlayStation um and so we would play those games for a bit though i remember he played way more than i did i ended up playing more n64 stuff um and then as we got older um basically my brother got a ps2 and i got a gamecube and we both played those for a while kind of respectively um Mm -hmm. and then oh man sorry this is a long and storied history of me and consoles but uh and then i remember i got halo and xbox See, uh, that's what I most associate later. you with is is the, oh, the Halo yeah. days. Um, as far as the consoles ha- are concerned, good old Halo days. Halo and the Forge. yeah. So I got I got Halo with the uh, with the Xbox, and I played the living shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time, I was also starting to PC game, um, mm-hmm. mostly in the scale of like early ass WoW and RuneScape. Yeah. Um, and then I what else did I do? Oh, right, and uh, this was around the time that I was also playing StarCraft a lot. Mm. Like on a console? Lot, a lot. No, no, on the PC. But this is just for time. Hey, we're talking back, consoles right back now. To consoles, back to consoles. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, I got older, and eventually got an Xbox 360. Um, and mm-hmm. for a while, I, I mostly stuck to uh, PC gaming. So I kind of fell off at the 360 era. Um, but while I was in college, um, I like, especially right towards the end of college too. Um, I started getting back into the console gaming, and so. Mm. I oh yeah I remember when I got like a I had a PlayStation Two Slim for a while but I lost it. Um, You're terrible with consoles. <laughs> I don't know where I moved out to college. You're fucking terrible with this. <laughs> you need to watch Toy anyway, Story. So I collected. So I collected. Uh, so I have like in in recent years I've collected. I, I still have a place. I still have a 360. Mm-hmm. Um, and I collected mm-hmm. a PlayStation Three that I played for a while. Very it was nice. like towards the end of its life. I picked up a like old school PS2 specifically to play the Persona games. Mm. Um, and questionable then... choice, but all right. <laughs> not not playing Persona. I mean, needing to pick up a PS2. Yeah, needing to listen. It was like thirty five bucks. Okay, um, well that's fair. Yeah, it was it was rather cheap, and I got it old. Um, and then I picked up like an old PlayStation One to try and play Final Fantasy Nine on, and that was a mistake. But Mm-hmm. And then I eventually got a PlayStation 4, and uh, most recently I picked up a PlayStation Switch. A PlayStation so, Switch, he says. So, mm. goddammit, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's some bootleg shit, Listen, dude. 
Hey man, that sounds like uh, who's that rapper that's trying to sell his bootleg game? Soldier Boy. Um, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. <laughs> he would sell you the PlayStation Switch. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So I have I have a long and storied history with having lots and yeah. lots of consoles. I didn't list out every co- uh, like console I've owned, uh, but I've had I've had a similar know. line through that. Yeah, uh, like just like and the thing is is that I've gone through the full spectrum. I've gotten I have a I had the Xbox and the Xbox 360, but I don't have the Xbox One. I had the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube, but not the Wii or the Wii U, and now I'm back in mm, for the Switch. And then nice. like I never had a PS1, a PlayStation 1, but now I have PlayStation 2, 3 and 4. Didn't you just say you bought a PlayStation 1 to play FF9? That's true, I did. Um it's somewhere around here. <laughs> Zach, I need to How about know. you, Drew? I, I will get oh. to that, but I, I just have to say that this idea of bootleg switchery has... I'm just naturally thinking of, like, different bootleg game combinations, and my favorite one is a PlayStation and a Nintendo, and it is Blood Waker, uh, Bloodborne and Wind Waker, and oh I want God. it to be real. I want Blood Waker what is... to be real. In any case... I don't, actually. I feel like they match very poorly. It'd be a giant ocean of blood. And you'd be this small child oh. in a cartoon world. Mm-hmm. It actually sounds like an indie yeah, game. I don't, yeah. yeah, it does. <laughs> Please get excited for the sequel, Windborn. Oh, boy. Windborn. Uh, in any case, uh, just to quickly go into it, uh, my history with consoles is uh, pretty similar to you guys. Um, you know, I started out young. I feel like when you're young, you know, you get a console because it's much easier to manage than, you know, a PC with all the customization and DRM and, you know, payment options and insanity. Um, at least when I was growing up, like having a console was very much a put disc in, hit button, go situation. And um, mm-hmm. they were typically pretty resilient, which was nice. And it felt like more like it was mine as opposed to like, I'm on the PC and I'm like sharing it with other people. Um, I mm-hmm. started off with, uh, you know, for excluding handhelds, I had a Sega Dreamcast. That's where my journey with Sonic began, uh, as well as Crazy Taxi and Rayman. Um, from there, I graduated to uh, Nintendo GameCube. Um, was really hyped on that just because it was like my like I scrounged together a bunch of money to get it, and I was really excited. Um, mm. And it was like my intro to a lot of Nintendo stuff, like proper. And I'd sort of been watching all the Nintendo stuff on other people's on other people's houses, you know, like and I didn't own it, and now I had a Nintendo console that could actually play Zelda and Mario and all that other good stuff. I yeah. um. When I went off to college, um, and even during my high school years, like, I really kind of pulled away from uh, consoles for a while. Like, I had an Xbox, but friends would come over and play the Xbox, and I wouldn't be able to. Like, there was a huge problem where everyone in my vicinity was playing Skyrim, except for me, because they were always playing Skyrim. (laughs) Um, And now I have a PS4, where I play Bloodborne and all kinds of good stuff, and... um, as a whole, you know, I, I feel like I, like many people, have a pretty good exposure to what console gaming is, um, mm-hmm. the merits, and, you know, some of the disadvantages that come with it compared to a PC, um, which, yeah. you know, kind of leads pretty smoothly <clears throat> into the next side of the equation, which is, uh, what are y'all's experience with PC? Um, and, I, you know, if you wow. guys don't mind, um, I'll, I can go into my experience. Yeah, keep going. Keep Just, going. Keep going. <clears throat> 
Take it the distance. I'll do it. I'll do it. Just because as I tell the story of console, uh, I kind of went in the opposite direction of Zach. When I went into college, I actually did a lot more gaming on my PC as a result. Um, mm-hmm. I I was not the kind of person who had like a very powerful souped up, you know, machine to play things in high fidelity. I actually went very mm-hmm. much the opposite direction. Like I would have my janky laptops or like, you know, like even back at home, there was like a very old computer. And what I would do is I would like set every, all the settings were to the low and if i could i would go into the files and try to set them even lower um like as you do no no i'm not gonna make fun of him for that that's what you do i mean like i remember going into tf2 and being like man my frame rate's too low and so like i would manually set the um i think it was like the DirectX version to like five mm-hmm. or something something where like it was low poly Crank every dial down like like beyond that like it was low poly to a point where like there was just no lighting and i was actually pretty mm-hmm. good at the game as a result because there were less distractions <laughs> and less particles in my face i have trained under the most intense conditions you cannot pop no can i hope to beat me drew can i tell you something can please, i tell you something please do did please you do. know that that professional like esports players mm-hmm. will jack their settings really fucking low I to get that specific it. advantage that you, <laughs> that I you got. yeah because they're trying to get that get them frames I, it was no how it's, I... it's not just to get them frames like when you turn off the lighting everything gets easier to see mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it does um yeah. And, you know, that's probably where my love affair with indie games came from, just because they were so readily available. You know, like, you get, like, mm-hmm. a $5 game off Steam and, like, blow your goddamn mind. Um, obviously, I was a big Valve fanboy, so the orange box and the associated modding community became, like, a pretty big thing for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, and no, I would say I... Um, I enjoy a lot of the merits of PC, though not necessarily some of the advantages that get toted around. I, I'm not big into, like, the multiplayer games. I don't have a crazy powerful rig. I don't like to do the, like, insane setups and late-night LAN mm-hmm. parties. With me, it's more a matter of, like, this is a personal thing. I can I have more control over what I'm doing, and I have some more options. And that's typically yeah. what I like about it. Nice. Well, that's me, man. Uh, let's see. So, from my experience with PC... Um, so I had a, um, when I went to college is actually where I had my, got my very first, like my own computer. Cause I'd always use the, we'd always use the family computer when I was in high school. Right. Uh, so when I went off to college, I got a laptop and one of the things I want to do is like, Oh, I wonder what kind of games I can play on this thing. Cause, uh, up until then I'd only ever played on consoles. Um, you know, and that's, that's whatever console I had at the time. Plus, you know, maybe a handheld or something like that. Um, and I just knew that like, Hey, there are all these games that I can't play. Cause you know, maybe they're on like different systems but you know where they all are they're on pc so maybe i can maybe i could get this like steam thing working or this or are these other pc games running and uh at the time that laptop could do nothing <laughs> that laptop was a piece of shit yeah. i know your pain uh this is this I is the laptop, that, laptop that um i remember trying to play mass effect one and i cranked everything down and it was still like chugging at like maybe sub 20 or 20 fps wait so that that was an interesting experience playing that thing but adam was it as bad as when i jacked all the settings down on dragon age this is my story zach i just okay i'll get to that shut the hell (laughs) (laughs) so uh and then so once that laptop died and it did just die one day a friend said hey i'm gonna put your computer sleep said oh okay and then it never woke up again (laughs) oh no After that, I I, I, I got a uh, I went and got like a pretty nice 
uh, laptop, uh, and because we were doing a lot of game development on it, I wanted something relatively powerful, so I got one of the Asus, like, I'm the Republic of Gamers laptop, and it was like, oh boy, look how powerful this thing, thing is, it's really cool, wow, look at all these games I can just run, crank those settings way back up, wow, everything's gorgeous, <laughs> to an extent, some things this computer could still not run, um, but overall, I got that, and then the last major update I did was a, ma- a couple years ago, I built my gaming desktop, or my ta- personal desktop uh, tower, uh, and I remember when I put that one together, I took a while because I was like gonna buy all the parts like as best as I could get it for the time, so I would wouldn't have to like keep upgrading. I was trying to future proof it a bit, and that worked out relatively well. This thing can run pretty much damn near anything I want. Um, I don't do some like, kind of like Drew. I don't do some of the crazy tweaking and setup stuff, but uh, I went the opposite direction of fuck it. I'll just get the like powerful hardware and i don't worry about that mm, uh, mm. so that's my been my experience with pc uh when we get into the comparison stuff i'll talk mm. a bit more about the specifics on that uh but overall i've liked i've liked playing on on this tower mm. yeah it's so my experience my experience with pc actually probably starts earlier <laughs> than both of you guys is um because back when i was like playing on the gamecube and even a bit on the n64 like i was mm. in early middle school when i got my first personal computer um and i remember playing uh, a lot of newgrounds games and i remember playing the living shit out of starcraft mm-hmm. like no joke i put a way too much time into starcraft i was i'm still total garbage at the game i can't play it right but i played through the full campaign and i made a bunch of like custom maps and then i would go and play a bunch of custom games and like i just played the living shadow starcraft um i did but not yeah know so that. i had like a personal computer that could do that um yeah i yeah well now you do now you know oh. um and i remember as i got older i still um i still had a personal computer at my mom's place and so i always mm-hmm. was able to sort of like pick up and play the stuff that was on there um but then at my dad's we had a shared computer where i would play i tended to play I just remember playing WoW and RuneScape on those. Um, and I remember I really, like, I had a, I had an older stepbrother who was, like, mm-hmm. stupid competitive, but he was sort of, like, a sporty guy. He, like, pretty much didn't play games at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we showed him RuneScape, and he got addicted to it for, like, six months. <laughs> oh, no. Because Wait. he got really competitive about it. How do you get competitive in RuneScape? Run, escape! He tried to be the, he tried to beat RuneScape. You, you don't. You, well, RuneScape, you pay money. Yeah, and so he figured that out after six months, and then he just stopped playing. I see. Well, at least the lesson was eventually so, learned. I Yeah, the mention was, like, he got his fun for six months, figured out he couldn't beat the game, and then, like, stopped playing. Hmm. I, I, like, looked at that. I remember just being like, wow, this dude straight up doesn't play video games, but he, he like, played the shit out of RuneScape. Hey, man, um, everybody's got to get that one MMO that they just get, like, stuck in for a while. And it's like, yeah. <gasps> I'm free. It, it's so yeah, maybe never again to think of RuneScape as something competitive because it was literally the game where I would just <laughs> chill out and do the fishing mini game and just, like, chill with bros making, like, lobster bisque and cakes and, like... Side, side <laughs> tangent, uh, I have never, ever played RuneScape. And right. I feel like I slightly missed out because everybody talks about, oh, yeah, all this stuff from RuneScape, like... That game looked like trash then. It looks like trash now. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, it looked like trash. It always looked like trash. Um, uh, I think it's but yeah, so that's that's my experience with RuneScape. And then, like, uh, eventually I got my own 
very small laptop but i, I ended up getting like a a, uh, a a like nice laptop for when i went to college uh-huh. um and that was able to play games i was able to like play tf2 pretty consistently like with the mm-hmm. settings up um mm-hmm. and then uh that one eventually died and none of you were in the room but i sat and cried over it um no i loved that laptop oh it's my favorite moment of silence for zach's laptop r.i.p preemptive pour out mm. Mm. pour one out for zach's laptop mm. Mm. <laughs> all right and so after that uh i got a new laptop and that is how i got my current xbox 360 because they've been making a deal mm-hmm. and that one sort of carried me through the rest of college so nice if either of you remember my laptop during senior game design it was that that one um and i still have it actually mm. Mm. Uh, but it got old and it couldn't play games and i'm gonna bring this up again hey do you guys remember when i like try to play dragon age 3 and I jacked all the settings down. I do. <laughs> that was a special moment. That was a beautiful because moment. I, Zach, I'll let Zach tell the story, but I have a, from my perspective, bit to tell. <laughs> so, I'm ready. So I'm ready. I jacked every single settings down. And one of the settings was uh, called resolution. <gasps> and it was a percentage bar. And oh. you could set it between 100% and 25%. First off, I want to point out, that's generally not how resolution settings are made. It's like, usually you get a predefined, what resolution do you want to run this at? I'm very confused by this. From my perspective, uh, was it Dragon Age 3 that you were doing this with? Yeah, it was Dragon Age 3. Okay, so it was me, Zach, Ian, and I think Drew might have been there? If if Drew wasn't there, I know Brent was. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it actually might have been Brent. I remember we were like, Zach, show us this. And he's like, I can't run it. It's like, Jack, just do it. Just try it. And he he cranks it down and we're looking at this. It looks like an impressionist painting. <laughs> it fucking does. And then he was like, Zach, you need to get a new laptop and stop playing this on your laptop. But also keep playing it on the laptop. <laughs> like, I... I still want to do this. I want to go re-download uh, Dragon Age 3 and then just, like, stream myself playing it at 25% resolution because Adam's fucking right. It looks like an impressionist painting of, like, a fantasy world. I mean, Did you get a new laptop or... No. Oh, sorry, Drew. So, so what I got after that, um, because it rapidly became clear that I couldn't play a good number of games, mm-hmm. um, I saved up some money and I spent a bunch of it on a new gaming rig um and so i have a desktop pc now and i you know i I bought all the pieces i got a friend to come help me put it together and and i'm in a very similar situation to adam that i'm like now i can just play the games (laughs) isn't that nice it's It's, like this thing is this thing is so powerful i don't care what your specs say i can run that (laughs) yeah like i can play any game i don't know if i can play any game at like the highest settings um but usually i can play at like high settings or Mm. like uh it's usually higher highest. It's one of the two. Is the, Drew, I don't mean to, I don't mean to exclude you, but me and Zach are here just flexing these we, we PC flexing rig muscles. PC. This is um, nice for you. It's yeah. great for you. And and so like that is <laughs> that has been getting this this desktop PC has been like a burgeoning of like oh my god I can play PC games. Um, it's just been easy to sort of like pop open and play. Um, yeah, like I'm not limited to just the the indie games. But again, I still play a bunch of console games as well. Yeah. So we'll get to that later, I suppose, in terms of like how I interact with both of them. Well, hey, yeah. that. And by the way, <laughs> sorry, you were just go ahead, Adam. You were saying. I was just saying. I was try- I the other reason I brought that up is because I was like, well, I built this really thing. Zach's built this really big thing. 
It's like, damn. Now let me ask, before we move on, Zach, how long yeah. did it take you to plan out your build? Because I remember mine took like two years because every time I wanted to buy a new part, it was like, that thing's going to be invalidated in two weeks. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, so for me, um, I had always sort of toyed with the idea of building a rig, and I think I did for like two years. Um, mm-hmm. It was really just a matter of like, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so like, I just like sat down. I mapped out all the parts I wanted. I was I talked over talked it over with some friends while I was doing it, and, and my brother in particular, because my brother is like he knows tech stuff. He has a really good gaming rig, mm-hmm. um, and so I talked it over with him. Went like, what's going to be the best option for me right now? And we sort of planned it out, and I had all the pieces. And then my contract came up, and I said, I'm going to buy my PC, and hmm. I just sort of bought it all at once. Nice. I bought it like uh, right at the end of my contract too, like right as I was I was about to drop off, and I was like, "All right, here's the last of the money. Go out of the computer." <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds about kind of what I did. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it really is. Honestly, with that kind of stuff, it's just a matter of like, okay, just like save up the amount of money you like, roughly in the range of where you know you need to be, and then just like, all right, that's your budget. Buy everything now. That is mm. very exciting. Like, that's Andrew, my opinion on it. Yeah. Andrew, you're you're still using your. Uh, I guess this is the last thing before we move on. You're still using your laptop and PS4. I'm still using like a Switch, a no, I, PC, I, and PS4. I built my rig. I just oh. mine was geared more towards um, when I built mine. Oh, it was gotcha. geared a little bit more towards um, editing and um, like mm-hmm. I want like it's a subtle difference, but basically um, like it's geared a bit more towards just like it, it's got like a shitload of RAM, but like not a whole lot else makes it particularly mm-hmm. like you know blaring. So like it can still yeah. run most games pretty well mm-hmm. it's it's done a good job it's just one of those things where like i don't consider it to be like high-end tier i thought of it more as like a development station and so like yeah it's missing some of the i guess thrills, i was right mm-hmm. i guess i was just gonna go like as a last roundtable thing of just kind of say and where we ended up where i was like i have a switch a desktop and a ps4 that i'm currently using mm-hmm. i think zach probably uses his tower his switch and a ps4 yep and i think drew you use a ps4 uh and your ga- and your laptop or tower i think mm-hmm. my tower yep yep your tower yep that's uh, all right cool that's where we're at and you know what maybe it's time for the meat of this episode the comparing oh and contrasting oh oh of the two Here different species of gaming the console all right it's coming like a roller coaster here we go it's going up oh no we're about to go down no oh man actually so that's that's pretty resonant recently i've been playing a lot of planet coaster <laughs> <laughs> that's oddly oddly specific i'll tell you yeah. i have a i have a big list of things of just like things that are good about pc things that are good about console i don't have a list but i could probably list some stuff well hey you know let's uh the first bit of this is you know what are the pros and cons of a console and then what are the pros and cons of a pc so you know adam if you have a list at the ready maybe just if you want to read through your points and we can kind of talk and contrast them that might be a good way to go okay sure yeah uh yeah i like i said i haven't broken down like pros of console pros of pc so uh i'll start with the pro uh, pro of console just because we started with console there Mm -hmm. um so one of the good things about having a console that makes it a, a, a desirable choice is that out of the box, you are guaranteed your game and your system are just going to work with each other. Uh, That's no. When, when, uh, hold, on. Is- hold on. When you get like a PS4 or a Switch and you put it down and like plug it in and you put the game in, you know the game's going to actually run 
and it's going to actually and it's going to work as it was designed to work with a pc right. sometimes yeah. when you put it in uh you know you'll run it and it's not going to run how you're expecting it to work like maybe it will you don't have enough ram so it's running slower or your gpu is not as good so it can't render things the way you want right. uh one of the pros i have for a console is just that it's kind of out of the box it's gonna run the thing you wanted it to run mm-hmm. yeah, that, yeah i that mean was... i have one i've got like one kind of wrinkle to that okay um is that a lot of games nowadays have day one patches so you have to be internet like if you're not internet connected you can't just put it in and run it mm-hmm. that's fair yeah a lot of um a lot of them are day one patches uh but even without those you can still run the game it's the right. day one patches usually to turn on things like uh, like multiplayer or some of the there's usually like some right, patches right. on there well you're, you're never uh, gonna have never to compare consider- a console specs to see if the game you want to play is gonna yeah run yeah it. no mm-hmm. no that that i 100 agree on yeah I, I think i think zach brings up a really important wrinkle is that yeah this assumes uh and i guess this assumes that you're in a good setup for both pc and console where it's like yeah. this thing can actually connect to the internet you can actually download it but i never thought that was a knock mm. on console that was more a thing with modern software that went out because this is mm. also true of like you know hey i have this n64 cartridge pop look at that thing just run mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. I no, mean, no no um, i i'll put it like this like i think that's like one of the strongest <clears throat> parts of consoles just because like I have games that like I can't play because because of like storefront like uh, things because of like DRM because mm-hmm. of, like a bunch of like stuff that gets in the way of actually getting to the game, uh, and it's mm-hmm. it's not like hardware related. Sometimes it's just like weird licensing issues or like you know weird setup problems. Like with a console, mm-hmm. I I feel confident that you know it's going to run. It's going to be set to a to something where it's going to look consistently okay. I'm not going to have to be worrying. Like the consoles take the worry out of playing a video game, which is kind of what I want mm-hmm. out of a lot of entertainment. And I I think it's yeah. I think it's a pretty big plus. I think it's a bigger plus than people tend to give it credit for. Yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. kind of something I've always thought about consoles. Is it's like there's an ease of use there that I think people just kind of take for granted. Where mm-hmm. it's like it also uh, the other thing I. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. What did you say? Oh no, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, okay, so so it also is a uh, it since it's a very specific environment, it means mm-hmm. developers can focus on that specific environment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which means that the experience you get out of a game made for for consoles is going to be specifically tailored to the console. Yeah, and, um, and what I was gonna say is just like it's kind of what you're saying because it's just the one skew you kind of uh, or just the one setup. It's really easy to just say like. I'm going to pop the disc in and I'm just going to go where sometimes, you know, I don't know if you guys had this. Uh, This can sometimes happen, especially if you're running like a game with a lot of mods and something on PC. You sit down and all of a sudden like, hey, this file now for whatever reason doesn't work or this thing now whatever doesn't work. Yep. Can I tell you something? Go for it. Can I tell you something? My Skyrim doesn't work anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Is it because you tried putting mods in and suddenly they're all like, yeah. Yeah, We'll get to that because that's definitely, that's definitely a point in PC, but like, I remember trying to get Skyrim to work, and at one point I threw my hands up and said, "Fuck it, I'm not playing Skyrim today." And I went to go play like Zelda on a on a console. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh. So that'd be my first point for consoles out of the box, and just you know, it gets gonna work. Mm-hmm. Caveat with the day one update. <laughs> Caveat with the day one update. Well, that's that's a really good mm-hmm. point. That's a good point. Um, do you yeah. do you have do you want to go another pro or do you want to like? do a con to to even it out like uh well here here's a bit of outside fourth wall breaking i actually didn't list 
cons <laughs> on this because okay. I usually I mostly just focused on what are the pros of running each, and then we'll kind of talk. And I figured we kind of bring up the cons as we go back and forth. Okay, so well then, then let's I can roll, do a pro that let's I, just roll the next pro then. Let's do that. Okay, uh, I can go back and forth between PC and console if you'd like. Oh yeah, that sounds and good. Then, uh, let's do that. Okay, and then we'll just kind of have the conversation based on that. Uh, so one of the other pros I found for uh, PCs mm-hmm. was that. Well, actually, we already kind of touched on it, so I'll go with this one. Mods. Mods are a huge thing of PC. That's a huge pro that They're you get beautiful. out of a PC. They're is that beautiful. Yeah. And I, you guys will probably have way more to say about this than I will. I, I do. I, I don't really use mods too much. The few times I dabbled with it, I would, wasn't sure what I was doing, and that's how I broke my Skyrim installation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I used... So I I used a ton of mods in Skyrim, and I, I was able to get it to work for a while. But uh, you, you mostly... They actually have tools now, for especially for Skyrim, that lets you uh, organize everything properly. But... Uh, like for instance, with uh, my brain stopped working there for a moment. Uh, no! so, <laughs> reboot, rebooting. So for Deadly Premonition, which is a game mm-hmm. I am. Hello everyone, I am streaming Deadly Premonition every Friday, starting at roughly seven thirty PST. Shame, shame. <laughs> Here I am promoing that. Uh, you should all come and watch me play this wonderful, wonderful game. The literally the only reason I am able to play this game is because I had to mod it. Mm-hmm. That is the only way you can play Deadly Premonition on the computer is by modding it. Yeah. Additionally, I, s- I had to do some uh. control controller shenaniganry, but that's a different <laughs> story. Listen, man, I was turning left and the camera would go up. <laughs> Actually, I have a question for y'all. Yeah, that's because mm-hmm. um, I know y'all are big Dark Souls folks, and yes. I, I I went ahead and got the mod set up just because I was told I was supposed to. But did you have any experience running? Oh. A vanilla PC uh, Dark Souls versus uh, oh. DS Fix Dark Souls. So let me give no. some context for for audience members. Um, Dark Souls is a very popular game. Dark Souls came out on the PC. Many people were happy that Dark Souls is on the PC. You then buy your copy of Dark Souls on the PC, and guess what? You have to run it through Games for Windows Live because aren't corporate storefronts amazing? <laughs> uh, Dark Souls one for PC is a buggy pile and like it's just garbage that original vanilla is no good uh the frame rate was bad it it was glitchy it was sluggish so some guy named durante uh went ahead and made a mod called ds fix that you would be able to mod your installation of dark souls and it would actually run significantly better Mm -hmm. um to answer your question drew i i got the mod installed I use it a little bit. I then I didn't really play Dark Souls too much on PC. I'd kind of played a bunch of it on the PS3, mm-hmm. um, but it was shocking to see somebody be able to fix that port with just a mod, oh, and yeah. not even just a mod, like a fucking text mod. I mean, yeah, no, are, just like are, switching around some text files. There are fixes for games all the time for mm-hmm. the modding community, and I mean, one. I think a lot of it comes down to like when a PC port is made, like there are just conditions that have to be made for like everyone and i think sometimes like modders just know stuff that's like gonna work for like 80 percent of the population and they don't have to worry about like shipping a potentially broken product so there's like a lot mm-hmm. of open room right. to like fix things that are like you know kind of aching a lot of people or you know well, I, I think there's, there's... no go ahead mm-hmm. sorry there's that and then there's the uh like the skyrim patches oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like i don't think that does <clears throat> ever put out like any official patches for skyrim Mm-hmm. The modding community put out the patches for Skyrim. The modding community alone <laughs> so. is just like a strong force for good. Typically good. There are some like evil things that come out of that, but it's typically good. Yeah. It's typically good. Uh, well, but, then there's then there's 
the then there's the horny side of it but well we don't corner <laughs> Zach, <laughs> this episode is far too horny let's let, let's tone it down a bit um <laughs> so getting us back on track the reason I, the other reason i said mods is you know one because on a pc you can modify your game and it what it allows you to do is you like either a modder can come in and really fix up a game like Durante with DS fix, mm -hmm. or sometimes they can mod and add totally new bits of content or remix content, uh, mm -hmm. like the fallout mods and the Skyrim mods. Those are infamous for having the big, uh, I think there was one mod for like fallout new Vegas. That was a complete like new campaign, what? like the size of fallout new Vegas. Nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so there, the, two of those occurred for Skyrim when they're they're literally not actually Skyrim anymore. They're a mm -hmm. totally different setting. Yeah. Do you remember what or they're like? Called? One was for one was for Oblivion. Um, I forget off the top of my head. Oh yeah. man. Either way, uh, mods or is a really big pro that PC can use. Console just kind of doesn't have mods. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember when Fallout Four came out and they tried mods on console. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I um. You know, Did you I, try it? I didn't try it. I I didn't touch Fallout Four. I I'm not a huge Fallout fan to be honest. Like it's uh you know it's cool. I appreciate yeah. what it is. I, yeah, but but either way, like console console modding is kind of a thing, but not really. Um, I think it's just because there's really no good way of getting the mods down. There's no like storefront, like, like Nexus mods for PC is like a big place to go. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No Nexus. Nexus is gigantic. Holy shit. I remember <laughs> like years ago, Nexus mods was like kind of janky mm -hmm. and it would just be a place. It was just a repository for mods you could download. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, back in the Oblivion have... days. <laughs> do you guys have any more to add on to mods? I, as a, uh, I mean, PC I would, pro? I would be remiss if I didn't just talk about like all the wonderful like Team Fortress and Zombie Panic maps that came out of that oh. entire community. Oh, those like, glorious days! Like th that basically made the game what it was. And like, it's funny that like people make a big deal out about about hats because like that kind of stuff was already kind of being thrown in already, just like not at the scale that happened when Valve pulled the lever with it. But like, mm -hmm. uh, like again, just like so much like cool stuff, cool off the wall, like yeah. doesn't appear to everyone but hey give it a look stuff came out of modding and like that's dude. that's a pc thing it's part of part of mm -hmm. part of the power of pc it, it's let me tell you mm -hmm. drew yes sir. i remember you bringing me into some of those games which ones <laughs> straight up uh probably like zombie panic oh um, yeah 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 Ah, uh, yes, I'm panicked. But yeah, no, those mods were crazy. Uh, in addition to that, like, uh, uh, StarCraft and their custom maps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not quite, they're pretty close to mods, but like, and, and then like Warcraft 3 is a similar deal where like an entire genre of game came out of Warcraft 3 mod, well, Warcraft 3 custom editor mode, which is just. Was that, was that the Dota. MOBA? MOBAs, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so Massive Dota, online battle arena. You know, yeah. Dota started off as effectively a Warcraft 3 mod. They were all, they were using in-game tools exclusively, but like, would you get you don't get that kind of extensibility on a console? Oh God, no, no. Mm, yeah. You you can't you cannot build a game within a game on console unless it's like Little Big Planet. Then maybe you can. Mm. Right, Little Big Planet is the grand exception to everything <laughs> I can say about PC extensibility. Mm. Also, but yeah. Also, mm. wait a second. That company's new game, Dreams. <laughs> yeah, you can make games in Dreams. Yeah. When's that coming out, by the way? 
I don't know, but it's within the next. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> Adam, um, maybe we need to stop talking about PCs. Can we get a little more love on console? You got a, pl- a press a plus for the consoles, the console boys out there. Uh sure. I can I can throw this out there. Um, this one will be a little hit or miss uh, mm-hmm. with you guys, and I think this is probably open for good debate uh, discussion. Um, one of the pros I feel for consoles is that when a game needs to go onto a console, it must go through a really strict uh acceptance testing process Mm -hmm. uh so like sony microsoft and nintendo before they'll allow software on to their machines uh it has to go through like this acceptance test of it must meet these criteria it must do x y and z um it can have it can have these things but can't have these things so this kind of comes back to again uh console being more reliable thing where generally when a game comes out the console uh it's already gone through a lot of testing, and I, at least from my experience, I found when a game comes out on console, it runs fairly decently. I've seen a lot of PC ports of games that feel very unoptimized. I'm never sure like what happened there. Um, I it's so uh, I don't know exactly what it is either, but it's you know it's fairly obvious that like building mm-hmm. when you build for a console, and this happens so often, uh, it makes it like because you're building for such a specific environment, you're not really mm-hmm. building for like a computer. So like when they try yeah. to port it, they just they mostly try to port a lot of the same code, obviously because you know you're trying to save on work, and it's probably not worth it to to export the rest of it. But like uh, you know you you export it to a computer, it just handles it differently, and because yeah. of that, it'll be it, you know it's janky and it and it won't always work as well as as you would expect it to. And so like things that are made for console again are really really good on the console, and if you try to port something from PC to the console, you have to contort your game to fit that mold and so even games that get ported from pc to console do fairly well yeah that's the thing like uh i I know somebody in the in like the comments or email may be like well what about this like just in my experience when i uh the games i play on my console feel like they're just kind of running a bit better now Mm -hmm. uh games that come on like exclusively on the pc or um you know have really good ports they will run better but like I just don't know. It feels like sometimes you're. It's more hit and miss if you're gonna get a bad PC uh, port or a game. Oh, like yeah. it'll just, mm. like it's like uh, I think about a lot of games that are like super duper mm. buggy and stuff. And then, like PC, like uh, what was I playing? God, we're, I'm just. Gonna, <laughs> I remember I had a bunch of bugs in like uh, some of the Bioware games. I had a couple in Bethesda, uh, some Bethesda games. What was the? There was one game. I can't remember what it was. Either way. But when I play like something like Breath of the Wild or like a Persona game on a co- on console, it's like I don't think I ever ran into any bugs. Mm-hmm. And if I did, they were so minuscule. It just felt like somebody had taken taken more time to make sure game the game was like well, more largely, put together. So, so so the big so the big thing with that uh, is mm-hmm. because again you have a focused console is that you can test for all that, right? Yeah. Like I feel like you would know this better than I would. Like yeah there's only one goddamn uh, thing to test on whereas with a computer with with pcs <laughs> you have to test off the like that's how very many true. different rigs does your test have to go through mm-hmm. and so there's just you know multiple times more testing that needs to be done yeah. so less of it can be done for a pc game i'll, I'll give you a from a qa side um when we were doing uh, uh like game qa testing before the fact that we could just say hey this is just going to be just on the xbox one was huge because it was like okay that xbox one is going to be the same no matter who has it mm-hmm. if you're going to port a game over to pc kind of what zach said is you're not sure what they have so you know it has to meet these standards um 
And then there's like a kajillion other factors because, hey, uh, Microsoft decided to change this thing in their OS. And now anybody who uses this suddenly can't play it. They aren't going to do that shit on like a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Uh, Drew, audience. did you have anything to throw in on this point? Um, I really like this point just because I I think the consistent experience you get on a console, like it, it's very similar to what you were saying earlier about how you know you know what you get what you're gonna get, you know you plug and go. But mm-hmm. I <clears throat> I think the extra testing and because you know closed environment situation, um, mm-hmm. I it's weird. Like I the. The idea has always been to me, PC games will look better if you have a better rig. But in my experience, mm-hmm. like, I've always had less bugs, more consistently, like, you know, beautiful looking, what have you, just on a console, just because, like, I don't have to fiddle with a bunch of settings. It's kind of preset to what I need it to be. And it just typically, mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of like I have an expectation that things will work out well on consoles in a way that I don't mm-hmm. when I play on PC on pc like you know like maybe i can make it run really fast but some particles are off so on and so forth i i really do like when it's like this is just what bloodborne looks like this is just it Mm -hmm. you know this is what zelda wind waker looks like this is you know it's not gonna have a bunch of bugs if you find a bug it's it's a bigger deal you know like you send a report in and they like go oh shoot we'll fix that right away or what have you you know yeah like and not in every case but you know uh, go ahead yeah a thought occurred to me that i Oh, I was going to say, a thought that occurred to me of why consoles uh, are you generally more bug-free and or feel like they're a bit more optimized is because up until recently, mm-hmm. uh, games that came out on console were one release and that's it. You know what? That's so an excellent point. If, yeah. Uh, like, a game would come out, like, I remember this specifically. Um, in, on the Nintendo Wii version of Skyward Sword, Zelda games are... Okay, speedrunning aside, because speedrunning shows that these games are actually held together with tape and uh, paper. When you go through the game normally, they are there's no bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're very bug-free. And I feel like that's because when the game goes out, they don't usually have the chance to like patch in bug fixes or patch in things. Uh, and, on, and in Skyward Sword, there was a bug you could run into that made it so you couldn't beat the game. Like some flag wasn't being set. So they had to... This was Nintendo's first ever, like, patch they'd sent out. So it was very weird watching them try to, like, say, Hey, uh, download this special software. And it was, like, a whole game on their on their Wii storefront. It's like, download this. Psych, what it does, and when you run it, is it fixes this thing in your save file if it's broken. So, look, we fixed it. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. What? But I generally feel like console... Huh? Just the idea, like, so, like, they they tried to trick people into downloading a game to fix a bug? No, so, Drew, you're misunderstanding. They're not tricking anybody. Nobody is being tricked into doing this. What it was is that, uh, on this one, you, you'd have your, your game disc, right? Mm-hmm. And you put it in, and you play it, and if you ran into the bug, the save file would have this, like, corruption or these flags. What you would have to do is, instead of, like, saying, go and update software, you had to go into the storefront, find the uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, like, uh, update or save uh, fix or something like that. And when you run it, it would check your save on the machine, and it would correct anything and reset some flags to make sure you could actually progress through the game oh okay and okay okay i get it. the reason i brought that up is because that's an example of like that's what happens when these console games didn't have access to patches you couldn't fix it that would just be it and like i feel like pc games i feel like pc games have always had some form of patching haven't they 
I mean, well, maybe, maybe not always. Like in the old old days, not really, but people would be able to like make a fix, which is well, really, yeah, you you could mod it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always yeah, is. That's... By the way, it has always been amazing to me. So, like, just how sort of jank every program is once you know how to program things. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, just like why can I just go into Steam apps and open my entire game folder for any game I own? Mm-hmm. Makes sense and just to me. Muck around. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just files on my computer. That's all it is. The illusion has been pulled back. Yeah. Know. You know how the sausage is made. Mm. I do, but it's just um, uh, sometimes. Should I go to a second? I, I, I think uh, it's time for another. another... Point. Let's go to another point. Let's go to another point. Let's debate another. So this point. is for PC. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what a great thing about PC is? What PC in general has backwards compatibility, and you don't have to worry about backwards compatibility as a thing. Yes. Oh like my God, I don't have to worry. Like, think about, about this. My game. You do actually. Like, wait a, a moment. Life. You do have to. Um, Zach, number... not to the. Not to the extent that you have to worry about on console. Because on console, if you get, like, a Wii and bought a Wii U, those games may not work. Now, I actually think it's a poor example because I think they do work, but you get my point. Right, yeah, yeah, like, like, stuff I have on the PS3 doesn't work on the PS4. Yeah, unless you, like, buy the digital version of it. And and there's something we said about, like, like, game archiving. It feels like a scam to get you to buy a game multiple times. I don't know what Drew said. I cut him off. I'm sorry, Drew. It's fine. Um, It's cool. I was going to say, like, I think about game archiving, like, like games that are, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of console exclusives that are awesome and fantastic and like really like show like big turning points for like, you know, game history that like, unless you Mm -hmm. own the console, you will not be able to play it. Like, um, I am still mad about the fact that like Metal Gear Solid 4, I don't have a PlayStation 3, so that thing's kind of lost to history for me. And that's a huge fucking shame. Yeah. Um, or the fact that I mean, like, maybe I borrow mine. Yeah, I know, but like, it, I understand well, the idea the of point, borrowing Zach. and moving. No, stuff I get it. Around. I get it. I, I understand. I understand. Like, it's, I just, uh-huh. I'm just, I want to help you out. I understand. Mm. And I, I appreciate it. It. I'm just saying, for the sake of argument, like, there are lots of games that I played as a kid that I do not have access to. Like, if I wanted to now, I would have to, like, dust off my old console, plug it in, see if it still works, if the hardware is still in one piece, is the disc scratched, so on and so forth. What happened to my memory card? Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's it's something where, like, I can't... I don't expect in, like, 20 years to be able to, like, you know, bust out my old video game console and show the kiddies what I used to play. Like, that's just not a thing. It probably won't be a thing I'll be able to do at all. Like, certain things are just going to be wow. kind of lost. And <laughs> wow, sucks. Grandpa Drew, I can't believe you played on these consoles. That's right. These so consoles. <laughs> I, I totally feel you on that. Um, backwards, especially for archiving, backwards compatibility is a huge thing for PC because... I think you kind of said in your intro, at the end of the day, like, these are all computers and, like, but PC can just, like, play pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, you did bring up a point that that is kind of, does have a limiting factor on it. There is a limiting factor. Um, So, like, I can't play Windows 95 games. No, you cannot. No, you cannot. But that you is... could emulate a Windows 95 virtual machine. Yes, you can. That is, that is, that is back to an upside of, of PC. You can emulate damn well anything. That's right. The whole point of an emulator. Uh, uh-huh is to do exactly that yeah i kind of rolled emulators into backwards compatibility uh, right yeah but i yeah, guess yeah. it could be its own thing but just because like uh, oh yeah no like I, I, said, I agree with you emulators are basically just how pcs can be backwards compatible with literally anything even consoles oh yeah <laughs> there are emulators for consoles that uh they don't always work well because it's like trying to run two machines on one set of hardware but you know yeah but you, hey, can you, do could, it. you could try you can give it a shot um but yeah uh and then to Zach's point about the trying to get you to buy a game multiple times, I, f- 
I don't know if I fully am on board with that, but it definitely is a thing that happens where you'll see like that's kind of a thing with like the remasters and like re-releases. Where it's like, hey, you can't play it on this console, but we're gonna re-release it on this console, maybe with a couple updates. Um, yeah, but it's just like so if I have mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid Four on the PS3, yeah, and I can literally just I have the box, I can hand, I can give you my serial number. Why mm-hmm. doesn't that allow me to just get a free download on it uh, on the PS? because in some cases the ps4 and the ps3 doesn't have the hardware or the chip to run those games and they'd have to do it through some other way no no no. i'll give you an example Uh, i'll give you an example real quick early ps3s had a had the emotion or uh i think i think it was the emotion engine on the board that let them be completely backwards compatible for ps2s that's what caused it to have like a 600 hundred dollar price tag when it for very first came out right right, Uh, right, right, right in order to actually get people to buy the thing they threw that bit of the of the hardware out so you could actually so it just played ps3 games and then it could emulate other stuff uh and so i I guess in that sense is the reason you can't like just say here's the serial number for the game i already own put it on this thing is because that thing may not actually be able to run the game no what i'm saying is is uh so drew Mm -hmm. can you buy can you get a digital download of metal gear solid 4 on the ps4 no no no, it, no, it's it's not. It, they don't. Oh, okay. They never released it for PS4. They uh, they never wow. ported it. It is. Think of it like Demon Souls, right? Wild. Like Demon Souls mm-hmm. is not something that was ported. It is stuck on the PS3 as well because it was written very specifically for that hardware. And as a result, like you ain't gonna yeah. get it anywhere else. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's an unfortunate yeah. one to be stuck on PS3. Yeah. Mm. Now, if something is written specifically for the PC, then there are general ways of getting it to run on future PCs because it's like, well. Mm-hmm. As long as these things are here, it can run. Oh, yeah. But that's not always true of consoles. And I feel like I, I feel like as more games have moved into the digital age, if a game console doesn't have like almost full backwards compatibility, I think that thing's dead. Mm. Um like I was hearing rumors about like the PS5 mm. showing up at some point, and a big question I had was like, if I'm even gonna consider this thing, can I can it play my PS4 games or am I, you know, SOL on this? Yeah, because... like that's that's something that's really frustrating because like I have a fairly substantial PS4 library. I'd like to be able to play PS fucking four games. Yeah. Um. And so I, I don't know. It's just I I want my game library to actually mean something. Yeah. And on PC, it generally does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and then we get into the conversations of storefronts and digital rights and uh, oh god, oh, that's we can, get, we can get to that. But like that's for a different game, day. My game collection. Or, I mean, we could. I, whatever but like my game collection on my on my pc even if it is digital even if it is on like steam or whatever the case mm-hmm. is i'm gonna have that it's gonna stay yeah. there zach the reason i'm stopping you from doing the storefront drm thing is because that's literally a subject that we're oh, doing in a later episode oh well, mm. yeah that's true so we're mm. gonna stop that we're gonna end that conversation right there we will touch on it lightly but we're gone <laughs> okay so uh i guess i'll go to another pro yeah. of of console mm-hmm. you crap. ready for this drew i'm ready all right, My Drew. Ready. A big pro of consoles uh, is they have some of the biggest IPs that oh, are exclusive do. to consoles. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. Oh, they do. Uh, I'm oh, gonna be entirely honest. While this may be subjective, I, like you know whether you care about these IPs, it cannot be denied that a that like some of the characters, some of the biggest names in games, are exclusive to consoles, and like that's it. That's their big draw. I I so have like, my criticisms of console exclusivity, but. It does allow us to get, like, God of War-style gaming. Like, it allows us to get, like, some of the most... Like, some... Like, Shadow of the Colossus. They were like, hey, this Mm. is only on PS2. 
fucking deal with it and it was great they built it for that specific system and it worked out fabulously mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah so there is something to be said about like a billion dollars being put to use in a positive way i suppose um i agree with this point yeah. i agree with sure. this point uh yeah i i was thinking to myself you know like um what are like the huge big names in, in games and it's like okay well the first thing i think of is mario and you know what mario is mario is an exclusive to a nintendo console and yep and like that Hell, there was a point where people just call things the Nintendo or the Mario thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, damn, that, your IP there is fucking powerful. And yeah, Nintendo's like, IP is insane. Com- yeah. Like, you have Mario, you have Legend of Zelda, you have Metro, you have... Um, you got fucking Pokemon. Pokemon, yeah. Those are all exclusive to Nintendo consoles. And these are some of the biggest game series mm-hmm. out there. And then... For a while, like, Sony could brag with some of those as well. Like, I think, I remember FF7 was, like, its go-to one. Uh, yeah, Final Fantasy tends to be their go-to. I think. Although, actually, no, it's, no, it's not anymore. They put their stuff out on Xbox. Well, that's why I said for a while they, yeah. they, they, could, they could boast about that. It was actually a big deal when some of the Final Fantasy started coming over to Xbox uh, because yeah, it had been, yeah. like, a thing for PlayStation. Uh, you know, Metal Gear, one of the big IPs, was PlayStation for damn near its entire life until, like, I think uh, five showed up on Steam and on Xbox One. Yeah. Hell, fucking like, what was it? Kingdom Hearts had to have an entire thing of like, all right, Xbox players, you need this entire thing because none of these games have come out over here ever before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I I I feel that that's kind of a pro for consoles. Is like, damn, it, some of those games, if you want them, gotta go get the correlating hardware to play those. Mm. So is the pro just like companies have lots of money? The pro is that <laughs> no. The pro, the pro is, is that if you have a console, you get access to really high quality games. I know. I'm being and again, obvious. remember, so exclusive to. Yeah, I know, but I, I think you actually bring up a good point about like the the lots of money thing is because like one of the things is for a console, it there's so many people putting out consoles, and now it's it's like the three the big three at the moment. But like mm. everybody's like, oh, you should come to mine, or oh, you should come to mine, and it's kind of like, well, what do you have? It's like, well. I've got Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon. I'm like, well, what do you got? Oh, I've got God of War, and I'm blanking, and like Last of Us, and like Xbox. We have, well, I have Halo Bloodborne. and uh, and Gears of War, and it's like they spend a lot of money building up these characters and these worlds and games that are like this is exclusive to us. This is our big selling point because this is what's going to sell you on getting that console. Let me ask you this question because mm-hmm. Matt brought it up before when we did our. Bloodborne epi- or Demon Souls episode, mm-hmm. Dark Souls episode. Yep. Would you have bought a PS4 initially if Bloodborne wasn't wasn't on there? Nope. Nope. See that's that IP got you to buy it. <laughs> I mean yeah. that and you guys talking about it pretty much nonstop for a couple weekends, but yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, Listen, no, 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 no. it all worked out. It all worked out. No, I'm glad. All right, and there's. <laughs> And there's the end of the Bloodborne conversation. All right, oh, we, we, we've done our, it. Our obligatory Bloodborne. Uh, um, got, you got any more on there, Adam? I, I will say, back to a pro for PC, mm-hmm. is that I actually feel like PC generally doesn't have to worry about exclusives, mm-hmm. uh, which may seem contrary to what I just said about consoles having big exclusives. Uh, but, like, PC, generally, like, if it's going to come out for PC, it's like, yeah, it's going to be there. Uh like, each console really only has a handful of, like, exclusive, exclusive things. Maybe besides Nintendo. But, like, you know, most games eventually do make their way to PC. So it's like, yeah, you just gotta wait. Well, when you've, just wait, yeah. wait a hot second. When you've got the games that are, like, multi-platform, like, that's when having a PC is like, oh, cool. So, like, I don't have to worry about this little, like, console war thingamabop. I just wait till it gets a port. 
you know like yeah like, that's exactly yeah. it if it's going to be single platform it's usually got to be something real good but if it's multi-platform you can bet that one of the platforms is going to be pc because mm-hmm. it's almost like a why not yeah. kind of deal yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it feels like the the sort of like oh we could put it to that mm-hmm. yeah. and that i've generally i've generally liked that it's like hey i bet this game will come to the pc and it's like look it did now i can buy it and play it on pc like, I mean, perfect example here is uh, Monster Hunter, which for six months, for for some reason, took a while to get that mm-hmm. PC port going. But there it is. You know, you can get it on consoles, then yeah, just wait a few months, and then boom, you got it on PC. Hmm? Yeah. I do like that most game companies now seem to be like, hey, the PC port is coming out. Like, well, Monster Hunter is weird because Capcom generally doesn't do uh pc games so it was kind of like a i can kind of see why it took a while but i generally like that most of the time now it's like hey if that game is coming out the pc port will be short will be short behind it or like day of right Uh, yeah yeah there was a time for a while where it was like you wouldn't get the pc game till maybe a year after the game was off and you kind of felt like it was like a let me get some extra sales out of you yeah yeah trying to like get it from the same person i suppose but yeah Yeah. no but again i do like the aspect that like on the pc you just most if it's not an exclusive it will come to pc yeah and i actually i don't know about you guys i actually kind of like that sometimes because it's like oh thank god now i can wait i don't need to buy it right now because it'll it'll be here eventually mm-hmm. totally all right mm-hmm. um do we have any more pros or cons we want to go over or should we uh, uh should we mosey to that i have one more for each let's do it do you want it let's do them well they'll be really quick mm-hmm. they'll be really quick console you know what's really nice about consoles? They're generally one-time purchases. Like, if you want that thing, that that's kind of it. You don't need to buy and keep updating the thing over uh, and over. You know, that's a good point. That's, that's, that's a really good one, actually. I mean, I guess... Do you remember... Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, do you remember uh, in when we worked on Lens and Jason and Forrest got into the giant argument of console versus PC? Uh, I mean, they got into so many giant arguments that I've lost track. Uh. <laughs> Was Christmas art? Oh, um, remember when Alec made the um the? Christmas oh yeah, no, it was no. This was the, them just talking about the merits of PC and console. And one of the things that um that Forrest said, I actually hadn't thought of before, and I thought it was a really good point. And I actually, and so much so that I actually give it a permanent like pro mm-hmm. for consoles. Is that people that may not have them that much money or something, or may not want to spend a ton on gaming, can buy a relatively decent machine for a couple like like maybe 200 300 bucks with a console yeah. as opposed to do you want a really decent like desktop you're looking at about a thousand yeah yeah for all the guts of it no that's yeah, yeah. that's an excellent point i mean again when i was younger i didn't have a ton of money so you know consoles made <laughs> sense um having a mm-hmm. big pc to make take care of and maintain yeah no that's costly it's not something everyone has the luxury to do that's uh that's a really mm-hmm. excellent especially point. when you have and especially when you start building your own rigs, like you oh, also God, have yeah. to start doing the maintenance for it as well. The maintenance, I think, is the unknown cost in PCs. Is that like you are going to run into problems with your PC? You are going to have to fix something, and it's going to start adding up. And it does. They really do start adding up. Yeah, time and even even yeah. later. I mean, mine's been running well so far, but it's largely like like even just cleaning is something you just have yeah. to do on the regular. Now for the final pro of PC, mm-hmm. and it, it's night. It's good that I I purposely queued them up this way mm. you know what the benefit of uh, of spending all that money on a gaming pc is what's that you now just have a really good pc yes you yeah do. yes um, you do. i i know that may not necessarily be something for 
con like for games but like if you actually build the tower and build the machine to play games you inadvertently just built yourself a really good piece of machinery mm-hmm. that will serve you in various various ways mm-hmm. games oh, yeah. are a console is like just a console it can can try to be more but it's kind of limited a desktop can be damn near anything yeah like i can do i can do like i built this thing specifically to play games and i'm just like oh i can also use this to just edit video and it's fine mm-hmm. or record um, a podcast or record a podcast oh. and just be fine yeah. or like do all sorts of stuff it is yeah. really cool i think i think drew brought up a really good point where he said like you know drew correct me if i'm wrong i think you said you built your computer to be more of an editing machine and it's stuff true. like that i did i did um and even that, like building the machine or getting that, you now have a multi-purposed tool. Like you can do editing and some gaming. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't buy a console that does editing, but yeah. you can build a desktop. No, it's Ooh. a win-win. There were things that I just like was like, oh, hey, I've I've put together a, a very decent rig here. This this is fantastic. I'm gonna play Dishonored mm-hmm. a whole bunch, and I did, and it was great. Um, and lo, yeah. he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's it for me. I'm sorry, I kind of dominated the. No. It with oh the, yeah, no, the oh, list. good, dude. You no had worries. all the points. You had you had some very excellent. Uh, points, okay, Adam, you got I to be the considered. MC. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Did you guys have any other smaller points or or anything we can throw on, or we pretty much um, said everything we need to? I think we covered the big ones. You've covered everything yeah. I wanted to touch on, so I I think uh, maybe it's just time to roll on into the next one if it's all the same to you guys. Yeah, let's let's do let's it. do it. All right, so guys. Why do PC and console gamers fight so much? Do they even fight anymore? Tribalism. Was it a Next meme? Next question. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was always a meme. It's tribalism. Can we move on? Never. I Aww. mean, Zach's pretty much. I'm uh, pretty much in Zach's camp here. It just kind of feels like people being. I fighting. I am too. Yeah. I I think it's worth people unpacking a little bit. Fight to the but, but okay, it is worth unpacking a little bit. I'll give you that. I think yeah. I think it's a lot of when he says tribalism. I think what the word I'd use for it, I used for it was on my notes was like a consumer identity. Mm, this idea yeah. that it's like somehow you having the, how do I put this. It felt like these two camps of people who should have just been playing a game and enjoying it were being pitted against each other to kind of be like, hey, here's this, get this thing over this thing. And it was almost like, in some ways it was like, oh, I have the better platform. That means I'm having more fun with the game, which makes me have like, better. you know, getting more value or better. It, it's tribalism. Like, exactly it's, what Zach says. It's it's like, consumer identity is actually a really good one. Um, uh-huh. and it's basically like... Uh, people use their consumer identity to inflate their ego and so when they see people mm-hmm. on the opposed identity um it's a threat to their ego and so they attack them that is why pc ah. and console gamers fight thank you sigmund freud i mean so I mean, oh, is that uh, that's not freud that's, that's uh it's a little bit of freud that is a bit of freud anywho ego is a freud. I, yeah uh I, I think I think all three of us are the opinion of like you know what it's your game you should play it however the hell you want given like whatever circumstances you're under just play play, like whether somebody's playing it mm-hmm. I also think it's something that's more common for somebody who has less income like we're at a point where like we own both consoles and PCs so it would be really incongruous for us to like declare one better than the other yeah and I think. Like, uh, you know what? That's actually a really good point. I think all three of us don't feel the tribalism because we have the ch- luxury and the choice to pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and we also like studied the topic, so it's not like we mm-hmm. have a lot of like. I guess to me, I guess to me, it's kind of like somebody feels like they have to be having the best experience over somebody else. Like you can't have this like thought of okay, when you're playing on a console, 
you kind of have to admit that at some point you aren't playing it with maybe the optimal performance as like a PC. This That PC is playing it at like 60 FPS at 4K resolution. Your console is kind of locked to it. And it's like, people get very defensive about shit like that. It's like, oh, no, it looks fine. It's like, no, sometimes it doesn't look that fine. The frame rate's bad or the oh resolution's not as good as it could be. But you know, hey, do you don't... know how long it took me to stop caring about graphics on my fucking console? How long? 10 fucking seconds. The That's second right. people started saying, like, check out our awesome new graphics. I'm like, bruv, I was having fun playing Morrowind on the Xbox. Yeah. Like, and that game looks like garbage. <laughs> it's, I think it's a lot of, like, manufactured, like, people trying to get, like, get you to be more committed to one or the other. But it's really, it's like, you should be enjoying the game that you have. Um, so, I don't know. That's kind of why I feel like they were fighting. And, and like you said, I f- now I feel kind of weird because it's like, I can't say one's better than the other. Because I don't think one's better than the other. I think it's oh, like, yeah. what you want. Drew, What do you, you usually have wise words in these situations. <laughs> um, my wise words are, I agree with you. Brand loyalty is a, is a grift. Don't fall for it. Um, play games as you will. If you have a PC and you really like customizing things, that's awesome. Good for you. If you have a console <laughs> and you're like, man, fuck y'all. Mario's awesome and I want to play Mario. You do you. Like, I, I This question's here because... PC versus console has always been like this weird fight that the game community has while also being like mm-hmm. one of the dumber, uglier things that people fight over. And yeah, you know, like yeah. we, we might all be like, you know, agreeing with each other with, so maybe we're not the ones to like, you know, weigh in completely. Like I don't have a stake in the game. Yeah. You guys kind of noted, you guys don't have huge stakes in the game uh, for my money. It's something where, mm. I feel like it just kind of comes down to, you know, people wanting to like, like you said, kind of like be the winner in this kind of made up, made up fight. And I think it's all kind of silly. Play your video games and have a good yeah. time. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. That's our message. Play your video games and have a good time, but also feel sad when you have a game on one and on PC and they have it on console and you can't play together and it sucks. That is, that is one problem. <laughs> that's, that's the downside to both That is them. one thing that... Yeah, <gasps> look at that. When you're when your friends pick it, like, hey, we got on this platform. Like, no, no. you know, maybe like, somewhere, just, maybe like, that's part for of. For me, it. it's like it's not PC versus. For me, it's not PC versus console. For me, it's like PC or console, and like you need to pick the right one because otherwise, you can't play with your friends. <laughs> yeah, that's probably where the fight comes. Sorry, from. we cut it's you like, off, Drew. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say that's probably where the fight comes from. Is like, oh, like. I have right. this console, so now I will associate with these other people who have the same games I have who are tied to a console or a PC or what have you. Like, maybe that's where right, it comes right, from. Right, right, right. I knows? mean, yeah, I mean, admittedly, a lot of a lot of, some of my group entity when I was uh, earlier came from playing console games, like playing 360 games with yeah. um, a particular guy I went to high school with that mm-hmm. Drew might know, but it's not worth it to talk about him. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll... S- I'll say in this debate, yeah, it's just like we're doing that thing where what Drew, what did you call it? Aggressive agreeing, violent yeah. agreement, violent agreement. Violent perhaps agreement. there we go. Right. Let's perhaps it's time for the next one. Then. Let's leave this question, <laughs> guys. What can consoles and PCs learn from each other? How can the two different landscapes yeah. of gaming actually improve one another? What can consoles take from PC hey. gaming to improve themselves, and vice versa? What can PC games do to learn from consoles? Hmm. Hi, I'm Drew. Hey, <laughs> console games. What Maybe up? try to find a way to add modding tools. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That's actually the one point I also have on my notes. 
Like, good call, Zach. Because, well, I mean, I'm going back to, like, StarCraft and WarCraft. Like, those were all in, like, all of those editors were in-game. Mm-hmm. PCs, you can do that. Like, consoles, you can do that. All in-game, my dog. Yeah. I, I think, to kind of build off what he's saying, that's kind of the one thing I would love to have seen on consoles is just because consoles while it while they are you know kind of out of the out of the box like this is what you get sometimes there are small things you want to tweak but you know the developer's not going to have the resources or time or or want to go back and tweak it so wouldn't it be nice if you could mod it and change it Mm. i feel like this is a point that's going to be very hard to to come about because one of the things that makes consoles good is that consistent reliable experience Mm. and modding kind of goes against that where it's like now somebody is adding a bit of their own like thing to make it a new experience for like your custom tailoring well, the experience. I was kind of thinking uh, about it in terms of like uh like uh like a custom game lobby, basically like mm-hmm. like the tools that you had in StarCraft or in Warcraft, where or Warcraft three, but uh where we're like it's it's a limited, it's not quite modding, but it is sort of limited mm-hmm. editing. Like uh yeah, this came up in uh Halo, like the especially Halo three, Halo Reach had the mm-hmm. had the Forge. And I, I think they still do in later Halo games. but I think so. Um, where, like, you can create custom content. Um, and mm. I think the be, the ability to create custom content and then, like, the lobby for people to play in that custom content could be something that could be a really big draw to even, like, maybe even single-player, like, console games. Because, like, mm-hmm. could you imagine, like, building out, like, a whole new region in The Witcher and then just, like, being able to be like, hey, guys, have fun. Yeah. Play this region I made. Yeah, like I said earlier, I think Bethesda tried doing that with the Fallout Four mods. Uh, yeah. I just don't know to what extent they were able to because they... it's like because they they it's like it up. you you have to do it in this certain way because you not only have to consider like what is available in the console space, but also like now you have to get past like uh, the consoles manufacturers like acceptance thing. Like it can't like right. Like an example, and I've said like five times. If you make a mod for the PS4 version of Fallout 4 and you want to put it up, I'm pretty sure it has to go through some of Bethesda's screening and then it has to go through Sony's screening to actually get on the, the store front that somebody right. can download. Well, that's that's why I'm suggesting like try to get as much as you can out of in-game tools. So that way you don't have to yeah. go through that, that loop. And so mm-hmm. people can just create it in the game and then put it up for other people to see it. And I know what some of you are thinking. I am also super fucking excited about Dreams. <laughs> I, I think how much uh, are they paying you zach yeah dude i'm actually beginning to wonder i if need this is a... money <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a no that he's not being paid that was a he needs money <sighs> listener you'll be good to remember that you know uh, uh, maybe I wish, not so much you know what i want money but uh, i i got mm-hmm. one thing that i think uh i do find that games coming from like a pc side and maybe this is just like the indie indie stuff i play but Typically, like, modding aside, there's more outreach from the developers to the community that's following them. And maybe console mm. gaming could take a note and, like, maybe have a bit more of an mm-hmm. upkeep on, hey, this is what we're working on. Like, I know Nintendo does the Nintendo Direct, doesn't it? Where they, like, actively, like, yes. kind of talk yeah. about that kind of thing. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe something a little bit more personal. Maybe something where it's, like, you know, you're, yeah. you're sharing patch notes a little bit more openly. You're talking about the development cycle. Maybe you're actually interviewing developers. You know, stuff like that. I think it'd be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm done with I that. F- I feel like it's more like... Um, because I totally agree. I think, like, for whatever reason, sometimes games on PC feel a bit more personal between you and the developer. And I think that's because it's way easier for them to push out, like, patches and updates on their yeah. PC game. Whereas on a console, you know, uh, who is the... Was it Phil Fish, the guy that made Fez? 
There yeah. was like some bug in Fez, and he wanted to put a patch out, but it would cost him like four thousand dollars to go through the cert process uh, to like actually get that patch out, and that's why yeah. you don't get as many updates for console games. Yeah, again, yeah. that probably leads to it's hey, test this thing now because this is kind of your one and only mentality mm. they're still in. Yeah, yeah. Whereas on the on the computer, you get the wonderful everything's in a folder in your programs folder. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> not so good because I feel like. PC games kind of come out more broken because they're like, oh yeah, we can right. patch it. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. Bethesda, I'm looking at you, Bethesda. <laughs> Take some... You know what? We're going to get a call from like Todd Howard at some point. Asking, <laughs> yeah, hey, actual guys, Todd Howard why is going to you... call this podcast. <laughs> hey guys, why do you guys keep trashing on Bethesda? And it's like, because... Because your games are buggy as hell. Because your games are cool, but you, you keep dropping the ball. You, you keep putting out games that require modders in order to run properly. And that's our quota for ragging on Bethesda. <laughs> yeah. I'm t- okay, so, so I'm uh, checking off I the have, list. <laughs> I have one more thing to say that I'd love for the two of them to learn. Oh, I also, hey, I uh, checked off the, uh, the Bioware ragging. We got the rag on that, too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want them to, I want the idea of crossplay to continue to be more. Like, yes. I want them to push that way harder. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what you were yeah. saying, Zach, about playing on... Uh, that, you know, that seems like this seems like advice for both of them, really. Most yeah. of the consoles, though, yeah. You know what I want them to do? I want them to be make friends and start letting me play with my friends. You know what? The yes. day they said, "Hey, Street Fighter Five, buy it on PC, buy it on Steam," you guys can play with each other. I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore. I can pick it up on whatever console I want. Yes. I wish they would do that for Monster Hunter. Can you do it for Monster Hunter? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I think those are two kind of on their own dealios. I'm sad now. Oh. I'm not that sad, though, because I don't know anybody who plays it on P- on console, so. Mm-hmm. 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 Gentlemen, mm-hmm. is there anything else that must be said right, about the what? PCs and the consoles? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I'm pretty All right. spentorino. Well, then it's time for a, uh, a lighthearted, a, uh, a fluffy design club, if you would. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because we had such a, such a strange and hardcore topic. Um... This week's design club is to create a mascot for the PC Master Race, something that says computers, they are pretty cool, right? And this basically comes out of, you know, Nintendo's got its Mario's, Sony's got its Nathan Drake, Xbox has its Master Chief, mm-hmm. but, you know... Oh, mm-hmm. like an actual character. Yeah, like what? Like PC? Yeah. What's PC got? I was thinking of, like, PC Tom. Mm. Oh, no, oh. not PC Tom. That is for... It's already there. That is for a different podcast, which I'd like to be on at some point. Are, are you making this podcast horny again? Is that what's happening? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Hit the, hit the shower, son. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Let's see. A mascot for PC. Mm-hmm. So I've always felt that, uh, you know, like you said, in, in the in the same vein as like Mario and Nathan Drake and Chief, I always thought like Gordon Freeman was PC's mascot. Well, the thing yeah. is, maybe that's, that's too old that's school. That's when Valve was king of the world. Mm. That is Steam's mm. mascot. That is that is Valve mascot is Gordon Freeman. Mm. Um, it's true. I guess, I guess at this point, I, it's like just saying like, what kind of games represent the PC best, and how would you make it so that they are marketable and brandable for young children to buy toys for? Oh God, I know it. I know what the mascot of PC is. It's Fortnite man doing his Fortnite dance. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. Oh, man. And the thing is, it's multi-platform, uh, no. so it's the mascot for all gaming is Fortnite Man. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Actually, you know what? 
this is going to show our age, but in a couple years, people are going to be talking about, remember all those games of Fortnite? We're going to be like, I've never played Fortnite. What the hell are these kids talking about? Yeah, like five years from now, you're going to have people being like, man, remember Fortnite? I'm going to be like, I didn't play it. So, yeah. So a mascot to rival Mario for PC. I, yeah, like I said, I would have thought it would have been Gordon Freeman, but that is more Valve. And Valve is kind of their own deal. Well, how about this? Let, let's yeah. let's open it up a little bit. Um, we'll leave Nintendo alone since Nintendo has an obvious mascot platformer character. Um, there was a mm-hmm. time when everyone wanted to compete with Mario's mascot, pla- Nintendo's Mario mascot platformer. And lots of terrible mascot platformers were generated. I will not go into detail. Oh, no. Let us create uh-huh. a terrible mascot mm-hmm. platformer for both the PC, the PlayStation 4, and the Xbox to to have them all compare and contrast one another. How does that sound, y'all? Mm, I can dig it. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so I think... I think the equivalent to, like, a platformer mascot for Sony is Crash Bandicoot. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose. Yes. Crash is the PlayStation. Damn. I I don't know what it would be for Sony. Mm. I don't really know. If it were if we were talking about, like, P- platformer mascots, Drew, would PC mm-hmm. be Super Meat Boy? Pro- oh, God. Yes. Probably. Probably, yeah. Most likely. Probably Super Meat Boy. 100%. Yeah. I don't know what... I don't know what? what it would be for. What? Oh, you know what? It... Is there on the? Well, if we're talking specifically platformers, the only one I can think of was that guy from Braid. Yeah, Braid oh, guy. Yeah. Braid, Braid guy. guy. Braid guy. Is that for Xbox or is that for PC? I feel like PC should be well, Super Meat Boy. Yeah, PC would be Super Meat Boy. Uh, Braid guy would be for a 360 because that was a 360 uh, arcade original title. Like, oh, um... okay. Mm. I'm trying to think like what other platformers are on Xbox. Kind of, I'm still trying to think back to Drew's original question of like a mascot for PC, and I'm gonna go with a very high level thought. Mm-hmm. So roll with me, boys. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Maybe the reason like Gordon Freeman doesn't feel like the mascot for PC is because he's Steam, and you know you could say like, oh, you know, Sonic is Sega uh, is Sega's thing, and all these other guys, and PC doesn't have a mascot because PC is everything. It has no mascot. All it has is the ability to hold other mascots. Oh, whoa. So whoa. PC is just space and the void is... That's right. It is both... Yes. It is null. It is both everything and nothing at once. Oh my god. Whoa. I love it. Oh, dude, Yay. this peyote you've been hitting is too much. <laughs> oh, gracious. Oh. oh. You know what? Uh, we've all blitzed <laughs> ourselves out of our minds in this design club. How lovely. Um... Maybe, maybe we call it. And I think we're the, pretty much done let's here. Do the, let's, do do let's do the toast and pour outs. Let's do the toast and pour outs. What was that one that we okay. were pouring out for earlier? I forget. It was um, Zach's laptop. Yes, pour out My for laptop, Zach's laptop. Yeah. Pour out for mm. Zach's laptop. Mm. Much love, Zach. Uh, I'm going to give a pour out to the la- my first laptop, the the laptop that went to sleep and then never woke up. Oh. Yeah, pour one out. Mm. I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I, I got a toast. I got a toast to... Uh, Okay. Sarah Ross, she uh, invited me out to uh, this cool Netflix event uh, where they talked about Bandersnatch and all the cool technology that went into making it. And she's a listener Ooh. of the show. So, hey, Sarah, hope you're having a great day and a great whatever you're doing. Hey, Wait, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah listens to the show? Uh, she does indeed. She does indeed. I didn't know that. All <gasps> right. Well, thanks for listening. To Fantastic. Sarah Ross, if you have a comment or question or concern. Oh, wait. No, we haven't. <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, we're getting a little ahead. Um, so, I have... I have a pour out. What's your pour mm-hmm. out? 
from my old GameCube. Oh. Which many, which a few years, which like, yeah, many years back, my mom sold in a garage sale. Oh, that hurts, man. Yeah, it hurts. Do I have any toasts or pour outs this week? Uh, I just thought of something I could talk about after, after hours. But <laughs> Save it for after hours. Here nor there. Which, to which, I want to talk in after hours as well, because this is the thing that's surrounding me that I want to talk about. But uh, uh, for this week in particular, uh, I have a, I have no toast report, no toast report, uh, so I'm pretty much Well, there's today. no reason to force it, y'all. We've done some good talking, some good discussion. Yeah. Now we've just got to learn one more thing. Mm. Well, hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson, when you want to be the best you can be, remember to always have your Wheaties. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. Mm. Thanks, Zach. I feel empowered. Mm. Thanks to this Wheaties. delicious bowl. Thanks, man. And much like Wheaties, uh, this podcast is a nutritious part of this balanced breakfast. <laughs> oh, gracious. Mm. Listener. Tune in you... next week for cereal reviews. Listener. <laughs> Uh, yes, next week's episode is Serial Reviews. Um, listener, thank you. <laughs> Don't joke like that. <laughs> listener, thank you so much for listening to us. We truly appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, call-outs, or you just want to say hi, how are you, what's going on, you can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, or at email at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team, N-I-T-W-I-C, at gmail.com. This week's music is going on back to Pro Leader. Great, glorious tunes. Uh, you can definitely find them on Bandcamp. Give them a listen. Highly recommend it. Next week's episode, big surprise. You're probably going to love it. Uh, I assume you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. It's cereal. Guys, it's cereal, all <laughs> Don't right? spoil the surprise. Um, listener, yeah, thank you on, so Adam. much. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. In any case, uh, we're going to head on over to After Hours upstairs. So uh, if you're interested, stick around. If not, it's been great having you. And all right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, cool. So you guys head upstairs. I'll join you in a minute. I got to go grab my laundry real quick. Suppose it's just uh, just you and I, Adam. Let's. uh... I wonder if he has any Wheaties in here. Uh, I don't see any. Let's 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 search the cabin for Wheaties. Harumph, harumph. I found an ancient box. <laughs> I found an ancient box and the toy is still inside. It is... Hmm. It is a little Gordon Freeman for you, Adam. Here you are. Wow. A real-life Gordon Freeman cereal toy. That's right. Why, I bet I could get three of these before they make Half-Life 3. Oh. oh yeah, why'd you go there, man? Why'd you do that? Oh. I was having a great day, having a good time. And you made me sad. Why you gotta be that way? You know what? I'll tell you this while, while Zach's getting his laundry. Um, mm-hmm. I was recently reminded that uh, at some point during 2018, there was a mod pack for Half-Life that came out. It's like called Capture the, or Hunt the Freeman or something like that. And it was like a weird fan game that like Valve kind of by association endorsed by having it on the steam page oh, and being yeah, like a yeah, paid yeah. game yeah, yeah. it was like what the fuck it, it guys just finish of... half-life 3 the thing is at this point there are so many fan projects they're better off just letting them do it like i i don't know mm-hmm. i do not think valve has like actual game designers anymore i don't know what's going on i'm i'm guessing no dude i yeah it, it's 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 a shame it's a shame they they released the script yeah, right? yeah. like um one of the writers he released something with like some names changed and was like this is totally not mm-hmm. what was planned for half-life 3 and you read it and it's just like oh this was totally what was planned for half-life 3 um mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is both like you know now we know and also like yeah a shame it couldn't come to fruition but hey 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested whenever we eventually do that episode about storefronts and, like, stuff like that. Because I think that's been scheduled for a while at some point. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think we would need to do some more research on it. But, like, boy, there's some things about Steam. And that's, like, one of them. Like, you guys used to be this really cool... Or Valve, they used to be this really cool game developer. Now you're not. I mean, that's just the nature of it, man. You know, like, time goes on, people change, Mm -hmm. companies change... Uh, what's that changed, famous... man? No, no, like, what's, what's that Batman quote, right? Like, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I, I feel like that's the same with uh, with companies and studios. Like, you do some cool shit. You either, that's fair. You either stop or you keep going until you become too big and gross. Um, oh, ew. Yeah, yeah. Big and gross. Big and I don't gross. know how long <laughs> Zach is going to take. I don't know how long Zach's going to take his laundry. Uh, and I know there's one thing you're going to want to talk about. Um, because I'm which one? Which thing? There are several things. Isn't it, didn't you want to talk about the Metroid thing? Oh yeah, the Metroid thing. I do want to talk about that. I do want to talk about that. Wow, what were you thinking? If that wasn't what you're thinking, or did you? I don't know. Like the Devil May Cry demo is dropping pretty soon. I'm excited for that. Ah! ah I'm so excited. It's gonna be good. Uh, okay. Kingdom Hearts is real. real talk. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Mm, oh God. Okay, so real talk on two things. One, uh. I may have gotten this, the special edition for five because I think it looks go- dumb and goofy, and I love it. I mean, I I think I might too. That, I think I might too. That's are you talking about the one with like the Mega Man power ups and all that other like crazy stuff? Oh, I'm talking. That's like the pre order. I'm talking about the one with the goofy car, like the little model car. And it's like that looks wait, dumb and wait, stupid. It comes I'm with throwing the car? money at that. It comes with like a little go uh, look at Van Chan or whatever. It okay, is. <laughs> so if you get the. If you pre-order the game, I believe you get, like, extra buster arms and a a variant weapon for Dante. Mm -hmm. The deluxe edition comes with a bunch of goodies and stuff. One of them is a a replica van of the van that Nero and Nico are in. Like, go look at that shit. It's like, don't look at the price because I don't want you to feel bad about... I don't want you to feel shame on me, but... I it was cool. I like it. I like stupid cars like that. That's fine, man. I just I want you to know my fan name is Van Helsing, and no one will change my mind on that. Hi, Zach. Welcome back. How you uh, doing? Uh, <laughs> how is the laundry, Zach? So, hello. Uh, I got well. I got it. It's back. It's clean. Hey, it's all dry. How the hell are you guys doing? How are you doing laundry out here in the woods? I, I've got like a washer downstairs. Huh. I got like a dryer set up downstairs. Uh, well, guys, we're here. The wonders hours. of this cabin. Yeah. yeah so the wonders. There was a bit that you guys wanted to talk about in the uh, when we were getting ready to record this, and it had to do some unfortunate news about a certain fourth entry of a game. Yeah, I. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, for context, listeners, uh, as you know, I'm a big Metroid fan. I was very excited for Metroid mm-hmm. Prime Four. Uh, the news has come out that they are. And this is actually, I actually think it's actually a good thing, is um, they are effectively restarting the project for Metroid Prime 4. They uh, they had something going, apparently wasn't working out, and now it has been very significantly delayed because they are restarting. The silver lining being mm-hmm. they are restarting by working with Retro Studios, the original group that worked on the original <coughs> Metroid Prime series. And so, yep. while my heart is sad that I must wait ever so longer for a trailer that will actually mean Metroid Prime 4 is real... Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if it's healthy, if it makes the project better, if it makes it all, if it makes it work out, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather have something that lives up to what I want it to be than, yeah. than like nasty pain, you know, I, mm-hmm. if we can avoid an other M situation, it's worth it to me. Oh God, dude. I think that's probably what they're trying to do. They're like, okay, look, we cannot run it. We can't have another, 
Metroid game do poorly one after the other. Like, you can't follow up Other M with a game that's not as great. Uh, you mean Federation Force? Uh, oh, oh, God. <laughs> I remember. The North remembers. No. No, no. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna hold you to this point. I've actually heard that game's not too bad. I, I'm sure it's. Okay. I don't believe them. I don't believe them. But I've been told this. I imagine uh, it's not as bad as Other M. Oh, and you know what, man? We could do an entire episode talking about Other M. Uh, I, I, um, I feel like we I've, could. I've done that. I by... haven't even touched this game. I feel like I'd have to like. You're down to what, Drew? Um, I'm just saying I've been in this fight a long time. I've had lots of discussions. I've I've played a good a, a good amount of other M. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. I is not for me. Uh, what I was gonna say is I remember seeing the announcement and um, actually a couple thoughts. I remember seeing the video because it was a video directly from Nintendo and it was like update on the development of Metroid Prime Four and I got really excited at first. Then you watch the video and like oh. That's the opposite of what I wanted to hear. I was fortunate enough uh, to see like, guess... the Twitter feed, and it was mm-hmm. just a bunch of people saying it was delayed. And then I saw the video, so I was ready. I didn't have like the the, the bait and switch of update. It's not here. <laughs> update. We're restarting it. And like, oh, uh, I will say, I, I read a comment that made it um, that that really put this into perspective. Um, I'd much rather be disappointed that it's delayed than disappointed with the game. Yeah. And I thought, like, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm bummed that's not coming, but hey, if it's not good, it's not good. And I'd much rather have a really good Metroid game. And I, I have to give them credit for being classy, for having a formal announcement, for having, you know, what's his name, get up there and say, hi, this is what's going on. Like, it it felt like if they had to, it felt like something they didn't want to do. Like, of course not, they're going to lose money. But something that they're mm-hmm. at least doing with respect to their audience. And I give them kudos for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was a good move. Um, that's a very Japanese game kind of thing. That yeah, like usually if something bad happens, they're like, "We're very sorry, very sorry." Please, thank. It was when they said, "Thank you for continuing to play Nintendo games." Like, uh oh, oh, something bad's happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But that, I guess that's mine. Um, anyone else got a, um uh, after hours things? Zach, I think you've got an exciting project on the on the bend. I- do i have a very exciting project that i'm currently working on as of right now i'm sleeving it up um Mm -hmm. so i have been for like the last year or like year and a half or so um have have had this idea for a card game and this particular card game the concept of it is you are running a guild well okay so so the name of this card game i came up with the name is called fantasy eo Mm -hmm. um because it's it's you're playing as a fantasy ceo and you are running a guild. Mm-hmm. And as part of this guild, you need to hire heroes. And then you need to put them on contracts, which are basically quests. And they need to complete those contracts. Uh, but you have a bunch of... So a bunch of things can happen during those contracts and things like that. But basically, the premise of the game is hire heroes, put them on contracts, get paid, get reputation. Whoever has the highest reputation at the end of the game wins. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes you get lucky... And you can play, say, the Moonlighting card, which will allow a hero to be assigned to two contracts at the same time. Finally, I can Moonlight, and it's not illegal. (laughs) Yeah, it's not illegal. Uh, Other times, uh, you can do a little outsourcing and steal another person's hero for the turn. Hmm. Um, Or sometimes you have inside sources, and you get to pick first during the contract phase. Or every once in a while... 
He's going to go through the whole list of cards, I bet. I'm not. There's just one more I was going to put in there because <laughs> it's amazing. Um, there's only one version of this card, and I cannot find the ticket for it. Oh, and finally, sometimes somebody comes up to you and is like, let me speak to your manager, and uh, you get to fire one of your heroes. Wow! Wait a minute. If I'm the CEO, can't I fire them at will? Yes. So you can fire, I fire... them at will. That's just, that's just a card that can force someone to fire a, a hero. Oh, I see. So it's basically, yeah. hey, this guy's a good hero. I, I'm tired of this tomfoolery. Fire them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other times, you can play a card called Drunken Disgrace and uh, put somebody off of a contract because they're a drunken fucking disgrace. Wow. Lame of them. Yeah. But uh, cool. But yeah. Uh, I think I think you said you're, you're getting them sleeved up right now. Yeah, I'm sleeving up the cards right now, and I'm going to mm-hmm. bring it up because we're all going to be on a trip in the mountains next weekend, and then I'm going to make you all play it. Yay. Yay! Drew, do you ever remember that card game you and I came up with that, like, we did it in a game jam for a while? Um, you, what was it the Wizards game where, like, two... It was two Wizards were in a magic battle, and it was just, like, more ridiculous shit on top of more ridiculous shits to see who could come up with the weirdest kind of spell. Something like that, right? Yeah, it was basically, like, the premise of it was it was a bunch of magicians having a, a duel to out-magician the other, and it's like, well, I'm gonna do this trick. Well, I bet I can do that and this. And it was basically trying to bluff and persuade the people to either back out of the challenge or like reveal that oh i actually could do it it was kind of a bluffing game Mm -hmm. um and it had a bunch of like bizarre like cards and stuff like do a high dive do a high dive while also sawing a woman in half do a high dive while sawing a woman in half and also uh making this arrow shot I had a and ton of fun stuff. with that one. Um, I really enjoyed that. I liked it. That was a good game jam. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Well, I that. hope you guys enjoyed this. It's probably, it's a little bit complicated, but it's, yeah. I'm enjoying, I've enjoyed making it, so. Well, excellent. That's good. I cannot wait to hey, play man, it in all Hey, man, you know what? It's, it's important to have, not only have fun playing the games, but have fun making the game. Oh, yeah. It's always good. This your, good. this your wide's. Your wise sentiment from Adam today. Mm. There you go. Well, the, oh my God, Adam's wise sentiment. <laughs> Fantastic. No, uh, just there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't think I have anything related to it. It's pretty much anything. I will say, so Kingdom Hearts 3 came out on Tuesday. I have not had a chance to play it because I just haven't picked it up. I have other games I'm trying to beat. I will say I went and tried to find the the super duper collection of all the games be like, you know, maybe I'll pick that up and run through them. Cause I still have that fantasy in my head. Yeah. That game's price has shot up considerably. Has it now? Yeah. People are, well, cause it's called kingdom hearts. The story so far. And it's a oh, collection it's, of all the, the new updated combo. games. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was like, I don't really want to rebuy all of these things. So I'll get the hyper combo. Well, the hyper combo is sitting at about 90 bucks right now. Oh, See, geez. I like how they have like, and it's because, I think so many separate combos. Like, here's a bundle here's a bundle here's a bundle here's the giga bundle and it's just like it's the most kingdom hearts thing they could do you know it just oh <laughs> listen man they could they were like kingdom hearts 3 is about to come out what do we do we have to put one out like okay super bundle go and like okay that's a bit much video game but uh but yeah it's like eh, i kind of wanted to pick it up but i'm gonna wait a bit more see if more copies show up or i may just end up buying the the one and two uh combo and then 2.8 which is still ridiculous. I, I imagine yeah. that's all yeah. you need. I I mean, do you at this point like do you really care about the deep lore or are you just like, man, let me play my Disney game because that's where I'm at. Uh, I'm a I'm a bit of like, let me just play my Disney game. But if I, it's a part of me that also wants to go back and replay something that I remember liking from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Almost is more of just a 
I want a. I wonder if this is as good as I remember. And B. I do feel like I want to play those before I play three. And because three is now out in the world, I'm like, I'm not really in any rush. Even if they're, I do see a spoiler. I don't know if I'll know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> That's how I felt playing Dark Souls three. Frankly. Yeah, it's like, hey man, this is spoiler man. It's like, dude, there's no context. I have no idea what this is talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the space I was in. I was well, gents, I, I think I'm pretty much done. I am too, um, Adam. Do you guys have anything else you would like to say? I am ready. It has uh, been lovely discussing the world with you, and now it is time for the sleepy sleeps. Mm. Audience. Or for me, it's time to go sleep a bunch more. For I'll leave you with this one last Drew, this joke. Drew is going to go to sleepy sleep. Zach is going to go to sleevy sleeve. <laughs> oh, you well, jokester. Real. You jokester. All right, it's time to... <laughs> This podcast is over. I just beat it. Let's go. Let's leave. Goodbye, everyone. Adios.